Welcome to the Ride of My Life podcast. I'm Caroline Rena, and here, let the ride inside adventure begin. I will share what it's like on my own healing journey, and through what I learn and become aware of, provide insight to your journey as well. Hey everyone, I'm Caroline Rena, and you are here on the Ride of My Life podcast. Today is um, a beautiful day in North Carolina, where I'm at right now, and I am with Moira Hormack. I want to make sure I say all that stuff right, Moira. And um, just to start out, we'll let her get into... Um, you know, more into more depth with this, but to start out, Moira is a Tantra, Tantra, did I say that right? Yep. Tantra, somatic guide. She is an emotional projector. And um, for those of you who don't know what an emotional projector is, it is related to human design. Um, if you want to uh, do your own research on it, you can get an idea of what it is from my website. Um, it's basically a description or it shows you what your design is related to uh, astrology and the I Ching and some other things. And it's pretty cool stuff. Um, and that's how we met. So, <laughs> and um, she lives her design as best she can, like the rest of it. It's all an experiment, right? Uh, she's a published writer and an artist. And she lives in Scotland with her fourth daughter, her dog, and two cats. Every day she walks the byways and picks wild plants to use as teas and tinctures. That is so cool. I didn't even know that. All right. She's unapologetically herself and in the good old bad old days would have been called a witch, a natural healer, even though she doesn't look like one. So welcome Moira. And wouldn't they call that a green witch? Isn't that like a green witch? Uh, I would call, I would describe myself as a hedge witch. Hedge witch. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because, should, yeah. You, I, hedge witches pick from the hedgerows. I mean, it's really very basic. Okay. Um, okay. So, so you use all the plants that are just there, are just under your nose and that people don't see. So it really it's is. It's for healing. It's for healing, correct? It's all for healing. Yeah. But really, it summarizes so beautifully what I am. I look and I see the things other people don't see. Yes. And I see value in them. Yes. Yes. That's beautiful. Thank you. That's awesome. So yeah. I'm really excited today, though. I mean, we've talked a couple of times and um, we've got some pretty cool things going on. And one of the things, um, uh, I know I'm going to say this now, so I don't forget. But you've you've already posted it this morning, so you've got this little uh, fight. This um, what are you calling it a challenge? I think um, this this uh, challenge next week for finances, and I thought that was pretty cool. And hopefully, I'll be able to attend that with you, since being in Scotland, the hours are a little <laughs> kind of challenging. So. Um, Maybe at the end, I'm excited to, you know, maybe share a little bit about that so you can put it out there. That would be awesome. So just yeah. remind me about, um, remind me about that if I forget, but I'm going to write it down. Finance. Is it, are you considering it a course or a challenge? Well, it's my own practice. So I have been doing an in-depth practice. Okay. Money for myself. Okay. And 
and, and I thought I would share it. So yes, I'm doing five days okay. and expanding it. So, yeah. Yeah, we can go a little bit deeper into it after we have our conversation. I think that would be really cool to just get that out there. Yeah. So, yeah. So basically, um, easy first question. I ask everybody this. What do you do? I mean, we kind of started it a little bit. What kind of work do you do? Um, okay. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's quite funny, isn't it? Because culturally, there are differences here. Mm -hmm. So, um and most people want to know what you do, you know, and there is a sense where I don't do something. Mm -hmm. um, so what what I do is sort of what I am. And um, you were going to say that. But go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, well, I've just come deeper and deeper in the last couple of weeks into this understanding about myself. And, you know, Everybody, as a, I mean, uh, basically in the world would be seen as a coach. Mm -hmm. um, but I know that I go through the shadow and I know I take people to the places that they're frightened to go and I take them with love and carefully. Mm -hmm. And I also know that I'm very deeply an individual. So I am not particularly good at conforming to the way things have to look in order to be seen as a coach. Mm. I'm not, you know, I am unapologetically myself. And, uh, you know, I am too old to be anything else at all. Okay, I'm uh, gonna stop you right there. You are not old. You are as young <laughs> as you think you are. So you're not, don't go there because if you're old, then I'm old. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, I'm not, I'm not old, but I am too old to buy into uh, a structural yeah. belief yeah. of something. You know, I have, you know, been wound up from school and set off in life like a little wind up doll to mm -hmm. do this and do that. And I've come through that and been broken and come through to who I am. Mm -hmm. And I can't play games with who I am. I am deeply individual. Mm -hmm. and um and that that is what I do but I trained <laughs> I trained as a tantra coach and the tantra work that I did was unusual in that it involved NLP and internal family systems and felt sense and somatic therapy so it was a really deep course and since then I've gone deeper with it so I have a one-on-one -on -one program where people can work with me one-on-one -on -one and it takes courage to come to me, but your life will be open and better. Mm -hmm. You will be more yourself. You will have the confidence to live life from your own truth. Um, and, you know, I see it as people who have been going to retreats They've been doing work on themselves. They've been doing this and that. And they can feel the difference that's possible. But they're unable to maintain it. So they go to retreat. They feel it. They uh -huh. come away. And it starts to go. And that's when they need me. Mm -hmm. They need six months in a container with me. With somebody to be accountable to. Somebody to hold them. And they need to stay for the six months because oh when we get to the third month, they go, 
<laughs> and then they go through the the wobbly bit and they shine uh -huh. brightly. They're like, oh my! And um, so I that's that's what I do. I'm a writer, a published writer of children's stories, fairy tales. I am passionately into fairy tales um, and and writing them, reading them, believing them and um, and my art is all of that as well. It's almost fairy tale art. Um, so that that is what I do. As well as that, I have a side hustle, which is that I'm a mother of four daughters. <laughs> Side hustle, okay. <laughs> wow, that's that's incredible. That's a lot of children. In my world, I have two. So yeah. No, I wanted to touch on something that you said that I thought was really interesting because it hits on some of the work that I do that on myself and with other people as well. And that is, um, you had said, uh, helping people to find the confidence to live the life from their truth. Yes. When you say that, what do you mean by truth? Their truth. Well, I was just doing a recording about this today and I was using Sleeping Beauty as an example. Okay. Um, because she is somebody who you can say numbed out <laughs> and slept through her days in a numbed out state and was frightened to feel and built a huge spiky boundary around herself to stop mm -hmm. anybody getting in, in case they pierced her truth. Mm -hmm. So most of us have our own truth hidden and we create a shell with all the things we're expected to do. And it is a shell, it's a face that we take into the world. And we don't have the confidence to be ourselves yes. and ourselves are deeply hidden even to us you know we are deeply hidden as people and we need somebody else who is going to really love us mm. you know really love us and go there is that part of you that you didn't know look at it it's beautiful it mm. is so beautiful so when I find these parts and I say look there it is I show them something really beautiful that they have been hiding from they've been frightened of and it's never as scary as they think it's going to be mm. and once you've found it and you've gone there you are it's it's okay Mm -hmm. I have found that part and I can be myself and relax with that bit of me that I have pushed away violently. Um, you know, all our truths are hidden because mm -hmm. they're hidden under the social mores, the social conditioning. Yes. That we inherit before we are seven years old. <clears throat> well, even before that, I mean, a lot of... Oh, it, it, Technically, it comes in through the womb. <laughs> it's um, not, yeah, including including in the womb up to including seven. Including yeah. in the womb. Yes. But, but, yeah. but afterwards, very much so. And yeah. we go in seven-year cycles. All our cells renew yes. in seven-year yes. cycles. Yeah. So by the time you're seven, 
yeah. your patterns are embedded and then all we do is repeat those patterns. So we look for friends and lovers who are going to have the same chemistry or electromagnetic reaction as our original caregivers. We're looking to heal those patterns, but we don't because we're trapped in the mind mm -hmm. and all the patterns live in the body. Yes. So we coming back into the body, the body is my work. I love the body and everything in it and everything is stored in the body. Thank you, because that is something that I have been uh, working on, looking at, researching, personally doing everything, you know, and the reason I asked you about the truth piece was because we hold that truth, to me, from what I'm experiencing, we hold that truth within our physiology, because, and I mentioned about, I'm actually, that's funny that you said you had this thing this morning that you, um, recording that you made this morning, I'm getting ready to put out a, a blog article that talks about how, um, you know, Dr. Bessel van der Kolk, who wrote uh, The Body Keeps the Score, and most people don't understand that the thoughts in the mind create disease or, or you know, non-disease in the body, you know, and the truth is... Hmm? It's, it's actually the other way around. So it starts in the body. Everything starts as a sensation in the body and it's sent, the, the, the sensation is sent up to the mind. Okay. So the mind reacts to the sensation in the body. Okay, and then that sends, makes... sends it back down. Yeah. So it's circling. Okay. So could I give you an example? Well, yeah, let me, let me finish this real quick because I wanted to hook it up to something I'm, that I'm working on. It's like the, the mind-body connection is the, is the most important thing. And what I had learned, and maybe I learned it a little backwards, or maybe I learned it, maybe I didn't say it, the, I don't know, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, what I do know is I remember the first time I discovered this, it was like when, when you, you can literally talk your body into getting sick. And if you are sick, your mind can, can um, like, what is, what is, I wish I knew what that was. Um, you can talk yourself into getting sick and your body can, it can be created in your body, but your body, when you are sick or if you are sick, can turn your mind into this like repetitive thing to create more, um, more disease or whatever in your body. That's what, what, that's what first hit me when it first came out when I first saw it. But regardless of that, what is interesting to me about the truth, for me, um, what I found is like, love is that truth. It's like, that's the, that's, that's what we're, we're pushing all that other stuff, the created stuff out of the way, the conditioning out of the way to find that love within ourselves. And, and that's what truth is. That's what our truth is. It's really love. Yeah. There's nothing else out there other than love in, no, my, but, in my world. So, yeah, yes. But the thing is, we have to love ourselves. So, you know, um, I got some some people in my, my private group to do this exercise the other day, which was to go and stand in front of a mirror naked and see. I've done that. <laughs> and, and just let the mind tell its stories. Mm -hmm. Let the mind look at your body and tell its stories and you will see in a nanosecond 
how much power your mind has mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it will not look at your body it's unlikely to look at your body for some people maybe if they've had really good conditioning but for a lot of people it will be you know they'll try but they'll look at their belly or their thighs or their ankles or whatever part of them it is that they would wish was longer flatter thinner their mind will tell you a story of social conditioning mm -hmm. in a second and the only way to heal the stories of the mind is to go into the body it is to go into the body right and which is where that's where the well it's in i maybe in your heart you know i mean tell me if i'm wrong but you said how you have to love ourselves how can you love yourself if you were never, this is one of my things I'm working through right now is how do you love yourself if you've never been, if you've never seen what it looks like, or you've never been taught what it is or any of that kind of stuff. So people who do, like I did that mirror thing, standing in front of the mirror and I couldn't look into my eyes. I couldn't look at my body. I totally get what you're saying. I can't, I couldn't love myself at that time. Now I don't, now I'm, now I'm much <laughs> at it. Not, not a hundred percent. I'm better. <laughs> But it's that it's like that's the piece that got me is is I know the self-love is in there and it's important and that's our truth. However, the conditioning has has blinded us to that truth. And so it's not easy to love ourselves, especially as women, when we're taught how we should look out in the world. I mean, you and I said that at the very beginning. It's like I purposely I'm going to say this for myself. I purposely do not wear makeup on here. I purposely come as I am because I want to show up for, for people out there to know that it's okay, especially women, that it's okay to show up without having to, um, having to put makeup. If you want to put makeup on, that's a whole different story, but don't do it for somebody else. Do it for yourself, you know, so that, and that's self-love anyway. So <laughs> yeah, except the word love is a tricky word because it's like it's one of those words that has been used so widely mm -hmm. it can lose its meaning. Mm -hmm. Most of us actually hate ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we hate ourselves. We have a running dialogue about negative things, not being good enough, not being thin enough not being attractive enough, not having enough money, not being this, not being that. And sometimes we've had that dialogue for so long, we've tuned it out. It's like a story that's on repeat in our heads and we can't even hear it anymore because we've tuned it out. Mm -hmm. Like you've lived with somebody who moans and they go on and on and on. You don't really hear the moan, mm -hmm. the, the exact words, but it's there just going around and around. It's just like a moany noise, a negative noise. And that is self-hate. Mm -hmm. So it's all a question of movement. Mm -hmm. So you might not get to the falling in love stage of yourself, the passion stage of yourself. You might not get to the support stage of yourself, the active 
loving stage of yourself. So the first step is to find the negative and go, just stop the negative. You know, you're just going to stop the negative. You're just going to become aware of it. So the first step is to become aware of it. And it's, it lives as a sensation in your body. So you first, you become aware of it. And slowly you learn to accept it and maybe not hate it. Mm -hmm. You know, like my, my mother used to, um, I'm tiny by the way, I'm five foot two inches and in Scotland I'm, uh, in Britain I'm weighed in stones and ounces so I'm eight stone which I don't know is I don't know 115 pounds or something like that so it, it's not a huge amount but you know I remember my mother slapping my thighs and telling me they were too fat and of course it had nothing to do with my thighs or but it had a lot to do with how she felt about her own thighs <laughs> and she was projecting onto me um so we we you then you know that's a what i describe as a barb so we have those inside us we have things that people have said or done that are conditioned pieces and that are also barbs saw things as if there was somebody with a pea shooter as you were growing up who went you look like a boy. You can't sing. Mm -hmm. And they, they, we, we don't forget them. Mm -hmm. we, we don't forget them. And they even to our bodies, because the way you were describing that, it like gets held inside of our bodies too, right? Yeah. All held inside our bodies. It's not in the mind, it's in the body. Mm -hmm. And we can meet somebody that's got the same energy as somebody who put a barb in us and mm -hmm. whoosh up that barb comes into our minds and we go why did I just think of that mm -hmm. and it was just the passing energy um people from our lives can suddenly pop back into our heads through energy transits or meeting people um and it's sparked in the body the body reacts it lives in the nervous system it's all in our nervous system mm -hmm. and our nervous system reacts to something and the mind makes a story mm -hmm. the story goes round and round and round and then it's stuck in the head round and round and round and then we embed it back down into our body so when we feel that back it comes up into the head and then we create it fresh we make it more and then we press it down into our bodies so the more seven year cycles you go through the more that hurt piece mm -hmm. of you that pattern has got bigger and bigger and bigger yes and Valid, verify this because I've said this to people before because I've experienced it. <clears throat> and now you basically said that is that the older you get, if you haven't, if you haven't done any healing work throughout your life, the older you get, that gets harder on you and it, it gets more profound for you. So for those of us who are in, you know, 50s, 60s or 70s, and we still feel these things coming up and we don't know, it, it feels like it's more profound now than it was when we were in our, I mean, when we were in our 20s and 30s, we could pretty much just deal with it and then go and do, you know, th those, 
And now I have to clarify this too. There's, to me, there's like different uh, um, realms of, of this. Like there are people out there who, who don't, who've been traumatized or who've been conditioned and they are able to still live their lives and thrive in their lives and do, you know, great things and big things and all this stuff. Then there are people who are kind of, we've been doing the work. I'll put my, me in here. We've been doing the work for, you know, I've been doing it over 30 years and I still run into these days where I'm like, but I'm still, I'm still in transition. I'm still in this stuff sometimes. I mean, deep in it. And I do to get me out. Yeah. I mean, but when you're doing it and you're in it, you don't know that you're not the only one and then and then of course there are people out there you know who have been so traumatized and never had anybody to give them unconditional positive regard or be a mentor to them or you know they never felt that who fall into this this hole or get stuck and they don't even know to ask but it, it feels like those people as they get older it gets harder and and not as easy to um, walk through those things, you know, okay. I mean, let me, let me, yeah. let me, cause as you said a lot, there's a lot in there. I don't know that I can go back through it all, but the first thing to say is that conditioning is not always bad. Right. So yeah. Yeah. The, the conditioning is alchemy. It's a alchemy, whatever you want to call it, alchemy, magic science between people and how they merge. So you might have had a very good relationship with your father, for example. Somebody might have had a very good relationship or a very bad relationship with their father. If it was a good relationship, you maybe got very good conditioning. You were taught that you were worthwhile, that you, you, know, you were valuable, your contribution. So some people go through the world with good conditioning. But well, we all have good conditioning and we all have bad conditioning. It, you know, conditioning itself is inevitable. It can't be got rid of. It's here to stay. You will always be conditioned, but it doesn't always have to be bad. What you have to be able to do is just hold it without it infecting you because we live in a world with conditioning. So you can't get rid of it, but, but some of it, has hindered us so some of it is boulders in the river that we can't flow freely some of it is if we are a roadway is 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 blocked roads mm -hmm. blind tunnels that we can't get through you know we there some of it the energy is stuck and those are the ones they can stop us having the sex the relationships the love the money the things that we desire they can stop us having that and they get bigger as you say as we get older because we reinforce them mm -hmm. however they are then much easier to find <laughs> because they can no longer hide <laughs> you know like a little pixie behind the boulder you know it's the archetype of the enormous, enormous man hiding behind the spindly tree. You know, mm. they then are so big that we can spot them if you have a willingness to, to go into them. Mm -hmm. they, and, and they have to be got, got into the bigger they are, the more gently and the more slowly they have to be gone, got into. Because... Mm -hmm. The danger is re-traumatizing yourself. Mm -hmm. So 
the bigger any one of those are, the one of those that are holding you back or making you feel something you don't want to be that, that's been reinforced. Um, you have to go in slowly. You have to go in slowly because, you know, it's ice. It's, it's, it is, it, it, it is the barbed thorny um, forest around you. And you, you have to find a little bit of light in there, just a little at a time because you don't want to be re-traumatized. So you go in, you hold your nervous system. It's all in the nervous system, the nervous system, the endocrine system, it's all in the body welling up. And it's, you know, we have expressions. We're full of expressions to describe this. My knees wobbled, my jaw trembled, you know, my hands shook. I, I felt as if I'd been punched in the chest mm -hmm. um, when they, somebody said something to you. The body reacts first. I didn't know what to say. I was stunned. Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> anybody who's listening, please add as many more as you can, because I would gather all of those sayings up because they show us that so clearly that we know we know it's all in the body. Our whole language has evolved to show that it's in the body. I had a gut instinct. I should have listened to it. So Everybody said no, but I had a gut instinct and I just didn't listen. And we never do until the two by four hits. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so real, I want to kind of backtrack a little bit, but I really, because I want you to, I want to, I want you to share your story, but I also want you to get into this. This was really important for me, obviously, or I wouldn't have written it down. Um, and don't answer it now. Just, uh, we'll get into your story first, but I want you to explain to people how we get into the body information, you know, because most people don't pay attention to their body. They are, you know, they, they, they see people to help them, but they're helping them through the mind, but the, and the, it, it can be in pieces of it can be helpful, but it, it seems, especially from my experience and what I'm learning that every time I try to do something in the mind or with the mind, the body reacts completely differently. And I'm going to just share a real quick example or no, I'll do that. I'll do that um, when you talk about it. But the um, the body reaction versus watching it, you know, and, and I'll, I'll share that when you talk about the other thing. But I really, really, really want to know what your story is so you can share where this is all coming from and, you know, why it's important for you and working with others. Because I think this other piece can lead into your, the, the 15 minute work that you're going to do with me on that body piece. So. The, the, the thing with going into the body is if you are numb, you know, and we have both in America and the UK, we have the image of the business person whose body is stiff, you know, and they move like this and they work and you can see that their whole body is almost solid. You can see how they move. You can you can see them moving like this. Their bodies are solid, and they've they've cut the bodies off from the neck, mm -hmm. and and they don't feel or tune into their bodies at all. And of course, sexuality is uh, especially for men 
bless them, is their main doorway, it's their main key to get into the body. So by by using that as a desire to pull them forward to have better sex, you can find a way into the body. And of course, for women, sexuality is a fantastic way of soothing the nervous system. So our nervous systems can become very distressed, but when we come in to our own pleasure of our own bodies, um, I mean, just, you know, even, I just did it automatically then, even the touch of your own hands, giving yourself a hug, you know, just giving yourself a hug. So, you know, breath, sound, feeling into the sensations in the body. I would be reluctant for somebody to do it alone because if you are very cut off, you can have a trauma reaction to mm. it. So it, it, it is something that you need guidance on. Mm. You know, you do, you do need some guidance on, but little things, you know, touching yourself, I'm going to just take my glasses off, you know, just when you're distressed, just touching your face, um, just touching your face and going, I'm here. You know, your own touch when you're anxious brings you back into your body. Here I am, here I am, my own touch, you know, and then you can come back into your body through touching yourself, knowing that you're here, you know. So if you've, if you've suffered, you, you, you can touch your neck and your face and just feel how beautiful, how beautiful it is to touch your face with love and, you know, circle your cheeks and up your forehead wow. and go into your hair and just gently pull your hair, you know. Um, That's interesting because it, it, like when I'm doing it, while I'm doing it, it feels like the same feeling that I get when I do breath work. Yes, it is. Calming the nerve my nervous system. I mean, I'm like, I've never thought about it that way. And for many years in my life, I didn't, I didn't touch myself. And then I started teaching people how to do self-hugs and stuff when when uh, the pandemic started. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's, and, and your voice is very um, soothing to help with that too. So hearing that, so you might want to consider doing some videos, like short videos on how to do that, because that was like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. I like that. I could do that. <laughs> that's helpful because that does. I know about my nervous system, you know, just in the past couple of days, I've been walking through a bunch of stuff. And if I had done that, I think, I think that would have really helped, you know, so that was, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I have thought about doing, um, uh, technology always defeats me. So, um, I'm very good at all that kind of stuff I'm almost a natural at it but but how to do it on technology so I thought it would be lovely to do a series of meditations but I have no idea I mean I can record them but then where do you put them you know on how YouTube. do you <laughs> on where on YouTube you can put them on YouTube you can put them I'll share this with you on other stuff but there's plenty of places that you can put these things um in insight timer a lot of people use insight timer for meditations so and they love it there's plenty of people on there to to experience yeah so I think that would be something beneficial for you yeah. to do because if you've got a soothing voice there's another woman that I listen to who really reminds me of the mother that I wish I had her voice is so her name's uh, Sarah Blondin 
And her voice is soothing like that too. And it's like, oh God, you know, and you start to connect with yourself and it's like, oh my gosh, what's happening here? So yeah, so I think that would be really huge for you to help because people need that. They don't know what that is. A lot yes. of people don't know what that is. Yes, yes. And, and even your hands, you know, your hands is another thing. Just, mm -hmm. you know, and your hands can be below the table. So, yes. you know, if you're somewhere and you're feeling you can feel because we can feel the energy rise in ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, we can. We can all feel when we're getting anxious. Yeah. You know, um, I have anxious children and they, they say, I'm feeling anxious. And I'm saying, come back into your body. Come back into your body. Just touch your hands. Connect with your body. Connect with your body. Feel the seat beneath you. Feel the floor pushing present up. Moment, the present moment too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, all those little things. There are, there are, you know, one of my absolutely favorite things is for these practices to be to slide into the life that you have. So one of the difficulties is when we're on a routine and a routine and we can't get off it I can't get off it I'm on a track you know I've got to get breakfast and I've got to get the kids and I've got to get the kids off to school and, and then I'm away to work and and I'm and I'm feeding them and I'm thinking I'm you know speaking to my boss on the phone or I'm thinking about my day at work and you know hundreds of different things happening at the same time and even if there's less we still feel busy in it mm -hmm. so for me things that can slide through that routine and can give you a wee break inside your routine as opposed to somebody going nope nope I, there's no way I can squeeze in an extra 15 meditate 15 minute meditation because I would have to get I'm already getting up at 4 30 in order to fit two hours of meditations in before I get the kids up and you know and I've had people tell me, you know, I have time to myself. A lady said, I, I have time to myself. I said, do you? Tell me, tell me what time you've got to yourself. Oh, she said, I, I get up at 4.30. And, and I have two hours before the children wake. And, and, and I have to get everybody up and off to school. And I'm thinking, it's not really time to yourself. That's stealing time from sleep. Mm -hmm. And you need the sleep as well. Where is the time to yourself? So um, <laughs> but the time to yourself should not be stolen from when you're asleep. You know, that's not really time to yourself. <laughs> I mean, I think that's pretty important. Well, yeah, and sleep is definitely, I'm, I'm making a note on that because it's like, most people don't sleep enough either. So if you're going to take it, we're trying to figure out how to do things like you're saying, even meditation becomes a doing. I mean, I talk to people and you literally can meditate in less than five minutes. I even did, a, I did a video on, on, on uh, somewhere I put it um, on how to meditate under five minutes. That's it. It's all you need. You don't need anything more than that. Meditate and touch yourself and you got to, then you're fine. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. I mean, I, I teach people 10 breaths to save the world. So it is less than a minute. Yes, and exactly. Exactly. So um, I want to get into that little, into that piece of you working with me. Um, but real, can you go over or share a, a real short, you know, a, a bit of your story um, from that brought you into, 
into doing this work and um, why it's important to work with, you know, people to you, why you think it is important to work with people? I'm not sure I think that it is. It just <sighs> is it just Okay, then skip that oh, part. Just tell yeah. me the story. I want to know. Okay. <laughs> I, um, well, I've had a very, I think I've had a very adventurous life. I feel very, very lucky. I think I've had a really wonderful and exciting life. So when I was a child, we traveled all the time. So um, I traveled a lot. So when I left school, I knew how to travel. I knew how to read a book, swim and travel. So I thought those were, were pretty good skills. So I set off traveling <laughs> with some books and a swimming costume. And I went and traveled and hitched and moved around Greece, lived on a beach in Greece, traveled in the Middle East, um, lived down in the Red Sea and came back by bus. Then I did a degree um, in philosophy. And then I thought, it's such a shame I don't speak a language. So I went to live in France for two years um, and skied and rode horses along the beaches and stuff. And then, you know, I was 25 or 26 or something, and there was pressure to get a job and settle down. And I wasn't really sure that I was up to that quite yet. So I did another degree. <laughs> I did a master's. And then I was 27, 28, and I thought, okay. And I started working in the city. And I got, I went through a few different jobs. I was down in London and I went through a few different jobs. And then I got this amazing job. Um, I wrote to this company speculatively and just said, you know, if looking for a job, here I am, if you're interested in me. And they called me in and they said, we are, we're interested to meet you. And I said, oh, brilliant. So I went in and, and I had a lovely time and they said, we really like you, they said, but we haven't got a job for you. And I said, the problem, I've, I've had a really nice time coming to meet you, thank you. And then two weeks later, they called me up and they said, we've created a job for you. Um, and so they created a job for me and gave me a million pounds to spend, which still seems to me like quite a big budget um, in an area that I've never worked in before. And so I went to celebrate and I met my husband. <laughs> and um, I stayed in the job for a while. And then he and I emigrated to Bombay where I had my twins. Um, flew back, came home after a while, had third child, two and a half years, three children. Um, yep. <laughs> and he kept, I wasn't working then. He kept making and losing jobs and making and losing jobs. And I said, I need to go home. I need, I need my mum. So I came home and I had my fourth child. And I just did bits and pieces. I ran a holiday cottage, started teaching French to children. I started working with children. So I was a swimming teacher and a French teacher. And I, six years I ran mother and baby groups, helping new mums teach children how to make a decent decision and for me as humans it's one of the key things that we need to do we are not taught how to make a decision for ourselves mm -hmm. and the babies knew instinctively what they wanted 
and we do too. Our bodies just take us there. But oh, our minds, they love to interfere. And, um, and then I got divorced and my divorce was what's called acrimonious. So he didn't want me, but he didn't want to let me go either. So it took seven years and three court cases and some really hefty and demanding trauma mm -hmm. um, because I had been very bullied and unseen in the marriage, very frightened by the end, very, very frightened. And so I hadn't really been, I'd been too busy <laughs> to do much seeking of anything um you know four kids moving back and forth across the world and into different countries and all the traveling and adventures that i'd had but you know there is a an expression i'm a writer and there is an expression that nothing is ever wasted no experience is ever wasted everything is useful and so I came through this horrendous divorce and I needed a way to hold myself. So that's, that had me just finding a way to hold myself because I knew even as I was leaving and I was taking four kids with me and the dog and, you know, being really abused, um, that I was going to survive, but actually I was going to thrive. I was not only going to survive, but somehow or other this, I was coming through this and, you know, and that it was not the end of me. And so I then started learning Tantra mm -hmm. and using the jade egg. I think I started with the jade egg. And what's I found the, the, what's the jade egg. Oh, the jade egg is a oh, the jade egg. egg. I thought you said jade egg. I know. Okay. Yeah, I know what the jade egg is. Yeah. 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 Um, it's a it, yeah, another so conversation. It, we'll we'll take that to another conversation. <laughs> but I found it incredibly empowering. I found it incredibly deeply empowering. Mm. So I moved from there into Tantra. And it became natural for me. And through Tantra, I explored all of Bessel, all of, you know, that is almost seven years now since I, I read Bessel and retrained, retrained in EFT, retrained in breath work and just continued to do it all because it's just a calling, you know, and I, I actually can't do anything if it's not calling me. So it, it is a passion for me. And I use writing and art for us to find our way back into ourselves. It's surprising. You use that in your work or you just do it for yourself? I do it for myself, but I use it in my work as well. Nice. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So you mentioned you were going to do a little, uh, a little ditty on yeah. me. <laughs> And yes. you describe it. I'm looking forward to, but what I'm going to tell you really quick up front is um, uh, this is, you said EFT, you're going to do EFT, right? Yes. Emotional frequency technique. Is that what it is? 
Emotion. Uh, emotional freedom technique. Freedom technique. Okay. Yeah. I do. I don't know what. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Can you hear the dog chewing her bone behind me? Listen, that's okay. Because I've had cats walk in on top of me and stuff before. So I'm okay with that. So, um, so. She just decided at this moment in time. Sure. Why not? That's, that'll add to the time. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to do a little sequence of, um, of EFT and what, and then she's going to do that on me. And then what'll happen is I'll just kind of give you a description of what that feels like, what it felt like for me afterwards. Now, this particular uh, process I have done before, like I said, so um, I know what to expect. Like some of the people I've talked to, I, I, I don't know what they're going to do with me, but this one I do. I, I know what to expect. I don't know your version and it's not been with you. So it'll be a little bit different from there. Um, And of course, your voice, your very soothing voice will help through that, too. So I just want you to know that um, if something does come up, I will share that. If not, I've always walked into this thing where if it doesn't come up right away, it'll show up in a few days and I'll share in a few days, whatever happens. It's, you know, and I won't even know that it was from this probably, but um, I'm sure I'll share (laughs) anyway. So take take the stage, (laughs) ma'am. Okay. Okay. Beautiful. Um, so I'm just going to walk through tapping for anybody that is listening in and wants to join in as well, because if you are listening in and you want to join in, you, you can then do this with us. So I will explain where, where the tapping points are first. So we start with, um, In tapping circles, they call it this side of the hand here, from the pinky down to the wrist. They call it the karate chop point, but I call it the moon point, because this is our our soft moon point. And Caroline knows I'm mad and moonly as well. I run moon groups. Um, (laughs) And um, so this this is the moon point. So we start by tapping on the moon point. And I make three setup statements and we tap regularly on the moon point for all that time. And then we start, I like to start on the top of the head and end on the top of the head. And then from the top of the head, we come into the eyebrow and we're coming to the inner part of the eyebrow. So just in here, and I use three fingers and I use both hands at the same time. I was going to ask that because some people just use one hand, so I didn't. You can just use one hand, but I like the the balance of it yeah. in the body. Okay. Um, and it doesn't matter if you're if you're tapping. You don't have to tap synchronized tapping. You can tap on off. It doesn't. It really doesn't matter as long as you're, you're honest and your body's rhythm. So I rarely tap synchronized. My tapping is- All over the place. Um, yeah, all over the place. Like, you know, because it's like, it's, it's, you know, when we dance, we're dancing our rhythm coming from our bodies. And when we tap, we're tapping from that rhythm. It's like your natural rhythm. And it's important that you tune into that natural rhythm. So we do the eyebrow, the side of the eye, under the eye, on that bone, you can feel the bone 
It's hard to do it different. It's hard to not do it at the same time. <laughs> well, that's then that's your natural rhythm. Oh, um, my! You just do what's natural for you. If it, if you're doing it at the same time, perfect. If you, but what I want to say is this: you can't get it wrong. Okay. Really what I'm saying. Right. However you tap, you cannot get it wrong as long as you know you're finding the place. And even then, you can't you can't get it wrong. So we're finding under the nose under the lip on that nice little denty place um just so you can feel the your denty, the denty place that's why i like yeah. that description the denty <laughs> place. right here denty <laughs> and then you, i'm going to whip my necklace off for this one um you have two two points here you've got this u bone mm -hmm. this u bone here i'm i'm, I'm i've got very I'm very bony here. Um, so very that's, from the, that's from the weight. I've got to say it from the eight. Don't tell me the eight stones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all the boniness. So here. And then I, I use the flat of my fingers there because you can't always find exactly the right place with the fingers. So because that's wider, I tend to use just my fists like that there. So that's, the collarbone point just there and i've done it like like i just go across or whatever when i do it i just kind of go all over the place so you can do you know whatever you can do that yeah but that is that's the the oh. <laughs> and actually that's a really good thing to do if you need to release tension. Uh. and then i do um, on if you're a woman and you're watching this the bra strap point and if you're a man you probably can guess where that is too so you put both <laughs> hands on that too so I tap coming down so I tap here wow that's different okay and then I come back up to the head so those are our points and all right the thing the thing with tapping we're going to be doing money Oh, cool. Wait, let me ask you a question right before you do that. That's, thank you for, okay. So can you explain, because I don't think I've looked it up or heard it, <clears throat> what each spot represents? Like, is it like a, I know they're acupressure points, right? But where can you, is it too much detail to explain where it leads into or yeah, what? Yeah, it's just acupressure points. Oh, moving the energy in the body clearing yeah, just, energy just know that piece okay <laughs> and, and when we speak aloud when we speak aloud mm -hmm. we 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 connect the words the body and the mind we change the connection between the body and the mind by speaking it aloud and so that's that's quite key as well okay i'm writing um, it down because there's something else change connection with body and my, yeah. it's interesting because you're a writer, so you'll know this too, that writing, not like if you're doing a journal or whatever, writing out your journal or writing things out does the exact same thing, where if you type it out, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily no. have the same uh, thing, right? Yeah. No, handwriting, because the handwriting is flowing from the brain. So you're making patterns. Yes. Yep. So it's, it is all about patterns. It is all about the patterns in the body. So... Um, we're we're going to be doing money, and we're going to go round and do money. And I have okay. taken <laughs> Every, some everybody has that one. 
yeah, I mean, money is so interesting. Money, more than finance, finance makes it sound as if it is an investment sort of strategy or something, whereas money is raw and real. Mm. Um, and most of our, what you know, money is survival. <laughs> money is a primal survival need. And so we fret and tell stories of lack. It can be the symphony to our thoughts. You know, if you have an orchestra playing, they're going, the violins are going, I can't afford it. <laughs> um, and so, <laughs> and the cello's going, neither can I. And yeah. so we, we have this amazing <laughs> symphony <laughs> behind us. Um, and, and most of it's lack. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. We're going to afford, and it's lack for the future. And it, doesn't it also include like for, for me, it's that's come up. It's like safety, security. It's all like the root chakra, like the basic need type of thing. It, it is all in there. Yeah. We, when we when we feel anxious about money, we feel anxious about security, safety, mm -hmm. um, where we're going to live, how we're going to be able to afford food, you know, um, and. We can't change how much money flows in and out of our life, but we can change the level of relaxation we feel about it in our bodies and that changes it completely um and that changes it completely now when so, you, what does it change completely it com it changes how relaxed you are okay you know, does fear. it does it help you to um just respond to money differently or and 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 in turn does that actually or could that actually change things with money your relationship with money or I think it, I think it can okay. um I well I believe it can okay um, I think that when we are tense and stressed we make decisions from a tense and stressed place so we tend to make dramatic decisions mm -hmm. or small decisions or wrong decisions it's not the best place mm -hmm. for us to be able to hear our gut instinct mm -hmm. our truth however that might look or be for us as human design i have emotional authority but anything we cannot hear our own thoughts when we are frightened mm -hmm. fear triumphs and when fear triumphs, we are reduced. So if we can reduce the level of fear in our bodies and relax as we go through life, we can cope with what comes. And we can also hear those answers too, those things that'll take us in the direction we want to go in. The, well, the, the way oh, we're supposed cool. to go, yeah, yeah. The, the, the wanting is a slightly different thing. Yeah. <laughs> Supposed to. So it's whatever your path. By the way, we're being taken. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Our guide, um, more guidance to come with me instead of stop trying to do stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, and, you know, whatever is coming for us, if we do it from a relaxed place, we can cope. Like we know, well, if you've, if not if you've lived in a hot climate forever, but if you've lived in a cold climate, you know that when you go outside and it's cold, 
you hunch your shoulders and mm -hmm. you tense your body against the cold. You go, oh, and you, you, you make yourself tight and tense. But actually with the cold, you relax your body and you don't feel the cold as much. So interesting. The same is true of money. <laughs> when you relax, you don't feel it as much. And therefore you can cope with life and what's coming at you with equilibrium. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so, can't see now, I'm not wearing my glasses. So if you bring your hands to prayer pose for a minute and take three breaths in and out. In through the nose, out through the mouth. And if you then just relax your hands and feel into your body for me. Breathe in and out of your body and feel that sense of lack. Find where it is in your body and tell me aloud where it is in your body. The back of your neck. Here in the back of my neck and shoulders. Okay, so classic, eyebrows, back of neck and shoulders. And if I was to ask you to give that a color, what color would it be? Oh, I'm not good at this, but I'll try. Okay. okay. Um, just no, don't try, just either let it emerge or not. Okay. It's not a thinking thing, it's just a feeling thing. If it doesn't have a color, does it have a shape? Is it stiff? Is it solid? Is it flowing and relaxed? It's solid. Mine's more feeling, it's solid and heavy. Okay, that'll do. Okay. So if you were to give it a color, would it be white or light blue or aqua? Or would it be dark, a dark color? Def yeah, darker color. Um. Okay, so just connect in with that piece of the body as we go through this, because if the EFT can be used, <clears throat> which is how it's mostly used, just to bring down the nervous system, just to bring it down. When we connect in with a felt sense piece of the body, we're in a place where we can start to change that pattern. <clears throat> with all work, this is true. So if you were to give that sense of lack a number, between one and 10, with one being low and 10 being high, around money, where would you place that number? 11. <laughs> um, okay, 11 as, as a lack. Okay, so minus, yeah. yeah, I would say minus one. Oh, mine, say that again? So zero to 10, okay. I'm, zero I'm... to 10 with, 10 being you've got everything you could possibly want. You're completely oh, right. in the other direction. Okay. I, I, I'm always used to doing 10 as the worst piece. <laughs> so yeah. So you could go to a negative one on that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll go from negative 10 to, to 10. And that gives the scope of a negative one. So let's, let's just, let's just start and I'll just make it up as we go. I want to hear something real quick um, or ask something. The things that we're told 
during our lives by other people about money too. Really, really. Like I remember my dad used to say that I pissed money away. Yeah. That stuck. Yes, because that's a barb, like I spoke of earlier. Barb. There's a barb. Okay, Bob. He, 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 those words were in a pea shooter. <laughs> yeah. And they were sent into you. It, it was crazy because when I was told that, I was actually in a situation where I was trying to make things better and needed his help. And he thought that I was the one that was spending the money. And in that case, it was somebody else. So it was like a double barb because I was being blamed for something I wasn't doing. And I was also yep. doing it. Okay. So we have classic conditioning, yes. which is your father's opinion coming into your body because that, that, part of your body was open to that your body would not be open to all his opinions but that but that one it was and that one has stuck and you're able to remember it <laughs> and it, it's stuck to the generational trauma about money too so that's a whole nother yeah so after that's why it's negative <laughs> yeah that's that's yeah 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 i mean you you add the generations on it and you you have a a complicated picture but we will just do we'll okay go ahead <laughs> Okay, so we're going to start on our moon point and just keep tapping it all the time that I speak until I say top of the head. <laughs> no, I'm not going to repeat the words. It's just listening to your words. I think you should repeat the words. Okay. All right. Because it won't alter for you if you don't speak them aloud. So right. re repeat them. I'll do them in. I'll go as slow as I can. Okay. And I wanted everybody to know that because... Yeah, then everybody else can join along as yes. well. Join in. So, <laughs> join in. Even though. Even though. I have a deep sense of lack. I have a deep sense of lack. Surrounding my ability. Surrounding my ability. To make money. To make money. Keep money. Keep money. And make more money. And make more money. I love forgive and accept myself. I love, forgive, and accept myself. Keep tapping. Even though. Even though. This lack. This lack. That lives in my body. That lives in my body. Makes me tense. Makes me tense. Makes me anxious. Makes me anxious. Makes me worried. Makes me worried about now and about the future about now and about the future i love forgive and accept myself i love forgive and accept myself yeah even though even though even though money has always been a problem for me money has always been a problem for me and i have inherited stories from generations and I have inherited stories from generations. And everything lives in my body. And everything lives in my body. I love, forgive, and accept myself. I love, forgive, and accept myself. Okay, top of the head. This tension across my eyes. This tension across my eyes. Onto the eyebrow. All this tension in my shoulders. All this tension in my shoulders. Side of the eye. 
this solid sensation across my shoulders. Solid sensation across my shoulders. Under the eye. This heavy sensation across my shoulders and neck. This heavy sensation across my shoulders and neck. Under the nose. This pattern of sensation. This pattern of sensation. Under the chin. That has been there for so long. That has been there for so long. Collarbone. So long, I don't remember how long anymore. So long, I don't remember how long anymore. Side of the... This weight of lack in my body. This weight of lack in my body. Top of the head. This deep-seated fear around money. This deep-seated fear around money. Eyebrow point. This fear connected to my sense of worth. This fear connected to my sense of worth. Side of the eye. Being told by my father that he couldn't help me because I piss money away. Being told by my father because... One more time. Being told my, by my father that he couldn't help me because I pissed money away. Yeah. Yeah. Under the eye. Making me not feel worthy. Making me not feel worthy. Under the nose. Of his love. Of his love. Under the lip. Of his care. Of his care. Collarbone of his sharing money. Of his sharing money. Yeah. Making it difficult for me to get money for myself. Making it difficult for me to get money for myself. Yeah. <laughs> Top of the head. Because if he didn't believe in me, why should I believe in myself? Because if he didn't believe in me, why should I believe in myself? Eyebrow point. These expectations that have trailed me. These expectations that have trailed me? Yes. Followed me, in other words. These stories from my parents and my grandparents. These stories from my parents and my grandparents. Under the eye. That live in my body. That live in my body. Under the nose. That I carry like a great big weight. That I carry like a great big weight. Under the lip. Dark and heavy energy in my body. Dark and heavy energy in my body. Onto the collarbone. So much stress in my body. So much stress in my body. Side of the side of the body, um, blocking the flow of energy through me. Blocking the flow of energy through me. Yeah, top of the head. I release everything that isn't mine. 
I release everything that isn't mine. Vibra point. I see this pattern in my body. I see this pattern in my body. Side of the eye. I feel these sensations in my body. I feel these sensations in my body. Under the eye. I connect to these sensations in my body. I connect to these sensations in my body. Under the nose. I connect to them with love. I connect to them with love. Under the lip. I connect to them with compassion. I connect to them with compassion. Yeah. On the collarbone. They have tried to protect me. They have tried to protect me. Mm -hmm. I don't need protecting anymore. I don't need protecting anymore. Under the arms. I give them thanks for all they have tried to do. I give them thanks for all they have tried to do. Top of the head. I am an adult now. And I open the way to let money flow into my life freely. I'm an adult now, and I open the way to let money flow into my life freely. Yeah. With love and gratitude and compassion. With love, gratitude, and compassion. Thank you. You can come down to rest now. Hmm. <clears throat> so hmm. describing this might be a little challenging today because it is showing up in my life kind of fully. Uh, I'd like you to score it. So I'd like you to rescore the anxiety in your body and see if there has been any shift at all. So if you scored it between minus 10 and 10, with minus 10 low and 10 high, would going through it, has going through it, altered where it feels in your body at all? So positive 10 is the best case scenario, correct? So I would give it about a seven or an eight. Really, you'd say you've come from a minus one to a seven or eight in one session. Goodness me. <laughs> well, for today. And I'll say why. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a, that, that's a huge shift. Sometimes we can just have, you know, a, a one shift or sometimes it can be the same. And then we need to go through that again. Well, but yeah. when, we, when we connect the body piece with the story in the head and we move through it, we can shift quite quickly. Well, and, and I might be a different scenario case scenario because a i have done eft before i have done tapping before b i knew what to expect c i was paying i was like paying so close attention to this one because it was so it's so powerful for me um i don't know where that would fit in but it was interesting because by the time we got to uh this before the head at the end when you did that piece i already started feeling my energy like flowing down to the earth 
my assumption will be to be released. Usually it goes up, but it didn't, it went down. So maybe because it was so high that it was, it was released going down and my body feels so calm right now. Um, I wanted to share, and I think I've done this on a blog before, but, um, I had found this, this is the generational piece. I had found a letter from my grand, my mother's father, my grandfather. They were in Czechoslovakia at the time of when World War II started and it was in German. So the letter, either in German or Czech, I can't remember, but the letter said that the SS and the Nazis came in and took all of their money from their bank accounts took, they lived in a villa in Prague um, and, and uh, took their business. So everything, so this is all in the DNA that flowed through and it stuck, you know, and, and I don't know if I'm carrying it for myself or my, or my mother or whatever that means, but that's, that was the letter. I just wanted to share that. That's the generational trauma that to me. Yeah. It's been very, very frightening for them because yeah. we do live on quicksand, but we live on quicksand with the probability that the sun will come up tomorrow and the world will look pretty much like it did. Mm -hmm. We are living in times of deep and dramatic change and the change is going to keep changing. Mm -hmm. It is not going back to anything that has existed before. Mm -hmm. In my view, we are coming through to the end of this civilization, which does not, people think, oh, that's so dramatic. But the Roman Empire ended, the Egyptian Empire ended, the Ottoman Empire ended. The world has gone through cycles. We happen to be living through one. And the best that we can do is come home to ourselves so that we learn to trust ourselves. And if I have a sense of passion about it, why I would say, if you can find me, find me. Because I am here to guide you home to be yourself. And it is the only thing that you can trust. It is the only thing you can trust. The governments, the banks, all of that, those days are going and you come home to yourself. And if you hear me, and if you wish to find me, you will find me, no bother. <laughs> and I urge you to do so um, because if you feel I'm right, if you think, oh, I resonate with that woman, then you will know that I am the person that can help you. Because we know, we know, we hear somebody and we don't hear them. We hear somebody and we hear them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you hear me, if you hear me, find me. Mm -hmm. I think that it's important to know that, like what you just said was very powerful. It is not a conspiracy theory. I just want to clear that, clarify that because there's a birth, death, rebirth cycle in everything in life to include what is happening right now. And it's very challenging and it can be uh, very anxiety producing and doing this work, this the EFT work or any other work that um, Maura can share with you and walk you through 
is powerful, but I don't believe she is saying anything related to, you know, these governments, whatever, whatever. What I, what I feel when she says that is that there's a shift changing. There's a, there's a cycle change happening. It's just a change. It's just like that birth, you know, the rebirth cycle. And it's not anything really, it can feel like it's fearful, but that's what this work is for. It's to diminish that fear. It's to diminish the anxiety that comes up because we think something's going to be a certain way and it may not be. Like there are people out there, for example, um, oh, I always bring up people that I can't remember their names and I really have a good thing to say. Um, <clears throat> the one who was in uh, the concentration camp who wrote the book, he was a psychologist why can't I not think of his name? But he had talked, he was in during World War II in the concentration camp and he was sitting eating a bowl, basically water with a fish head in it. And he was looking out past the um, barbed wire fences, watching a sunset and he's talking about the sunset. You know, so we have the capacity, he's not the only one, he wrote the book to show that we have the capacity to do that within ourselves um, and heal that and, and free that up and be able to be that uh, foundation, even if stuff is like crazy going on around us. And him and um, Sadhguru or uh, the Dalai Lama, how do they do that? They just practice for years and years and years how to just be centered. You, with you, uh, you don't have to practice for years and years and years. Well, they did. Yeah, they, they did. They yeah. did. But you don't have to. <laughs> you can find your way and it, you know, you can change where you are and shift where you are in yeah. six months. Well, and you, right. I and you saw this. Yes. Yeah, this it, happened in how long? Did we do it for three minutes? And I feel so much because it's happening. Like I said, it's happening for me now and I feel different already. And I'm not, I'm not joking because I'm telling you yesterday was a mishmash of emotions. So yeah, so working with Moira for the six months, I was going to ask you, is that like a, um, like a, when you said six month container, that's just the time frame when you say container, or is that something where somebody comes to you and you put them in this, like. No, 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 it's, it's, it's six months. So they get two sessions a month, text support throughout practices. Okay. And we go, we go, we go deep. Yes. Yeah. I think a lot of work is dancing in front of the shadow. And I think a, a lot of people are frightened to take people into the shadow. And that's where the gold is. And, that's and the shadow's not as scary as we think. Life on really of us scary. is probably more scary than the shadow at this point, you know? I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's just incorporating all of you back into you. The shadow yeah. is the inner child. You know, the yes. shadow is your inner child, is your... Yeah is your original part. And when you make friends with your inner child again, she becomes magical, not scary. Well, she is magical. She is magical, but she becomes magical for you. And she's not yeah. scary for you because she's been sitting there waiting for you for however long you've had everything going on for you. So that's, yeah. So lovely. I hope you all enjoyed that yes and if you don't mind um sharing uh a way that people can get in touch with you just uh, we're going to add i'm going to put this stuff in the youtube channel under i'll put her bio i'll put the links there but i'm just going to have her share one of her um 
uh, links right now, and then I'm, we'll follow up with. I'm on Facebook as Moira Coach, okay. um, and I run a private group called the Illumination of the, a membership group called the Illumination of the Moon, that is £25 sterling, so about $35 a month. And um, and so you can you can be with me all the time. <laughs> and I do a one-on-one -on -one coaching package and I'm on Instagram as Moira Coach. Perfect, thank you, thank you. And also real quick, um, before I let you go, I wanted you to share one more time a little bit about that um, practice, the five-day practice next week, because it's coming up. Yes, it's coming up. It's called Patterns of Prosperity. Mm -hmm. So every, every day, I, I'm doing a 90-day thing where I am doing change pattern bodywork for myself because it's also an issue for me. And I don't like to take anybody through something I myself have not um, fully done many, many times. I know what you so, mean. <laughs> yeah. um, so um, we will be doing Kundalini kundalini kriyas deep physical meditations um we'll be doing change pattern work as well in the body where we change what the body what the body knows touching into the felt sense and that's for five days okay starting monday starting monday and then it's at can you give me uh, at least your time and i'll share my uh, eastern standard time and then everybody okay, i was going to do it at 1 1 p.m every day um, it will be recorded, it will be on the site, so you will be able to catch up at, at any time. Um, it's 75 UK sterling, and um, if you invite a friend, you can invite a friend for 25 sterling. So um, if you wanted them to share, you could do that for £50 each. Perfect. Okay. And then your 1pm is, is the 8am that we talked about on Eastern Standard, correct? Yes. Okay, so from Eastern Standard back on the other, the rest of the world, you're all going to have to figure it out because I can't figure it out in this point. They, they have something, you can Google it. <laughs> so 1 p.m. and that's um, UK time. Is that how you yeah. say it? Yeah, on the 7th of March, which is my mother's birthday. Oh, perfect. And, perfect. Yes, and she's, she's also a manifester, a natural manifester. So she just has manifested whatever she's wanted in her oh, life. Okay, so then I'm going to have to ask you to take two more minutes, that's all you get, to explain what human design is because you know more about it than I do. I've only been doing it since May of last year and doing my experiment. And most of the people I'm assuming have not heard of what that is. And you've said a lot of different words within this about um, uh, um, conditioning and you know these certain words and not a lot of people know what it is. And you can also okay. go to the website to who, how they can find conditioning is Conditioning is our, our, the imprinting we get from our family and it's the patterns that we get in our bodies from a young age. And they're the stories where we say, oh, I couldn't do that. And it's because, you know, you've never been allowed to. Um, and um, so they're, they're very, very powerful. And, um, and human design is in essence, a way of how to live in alignment with your body's energy and to make a decision from your body. So often we've force our bodies to do things. And when we force our body to make a decision from the mind, the body doesn't always have the energy for it. And the body knows 
if it's got energy for something or not. And when we do something and we don't have the energy for it, those are the things we often regret. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that leave us feeling very tired and disempowered. Mm -hmm. So in a nutshell, that's it. It's very complicated, but that it is a way of making decisions. Yes. Okay. And if you are interested in human design, you can find your chart. I'm just going to throw it out there since we've both done this. You know, it's not an advertisement or anything. It's just Jovian, J-O-V-I-A-N, archive.com. And Moira, if you have a different site that, that you like better, that's a good place to start if you're interested in looking into what this is. But it's really powerful. And it changed my entire viewpoint personally on um, why I am the way I am, why I do what I do, blah, blah, blah. So it was like, oh, yeah. So it, it gave a whole new eye-opening experience to the experience that I started. <laughs> experiment. I'm sorry, the experiment. So anyway, um, thank you, thank you, thank you all for being here. Um, I appreciate your presence. And um, thank you, Moira. Uh, Thank you for sharing all of your gifts. And is there anything else you wanted to say before we head out? Um, no, it's nighttime here and I've got a child that needs fed. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, so on that note, wherever you are, have a wonderful day, have a wonderful night, have a wonderful meal, whatever it is. And thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for inviting me. It's been a real pleasure. Absolutely. All right, take care. See you on the next go round.